Welcome to Furniture Industry News for Thursday, August 17th, 2023, your go-to source for staying up to date on all the latest happenings in the furniture industry. Brought to you by FurniturePodcast.com, we'll bring you the latest news and insights so you can stay in the know on everything that's shaping the world of furniture. In today's episode, we'll cover the July retail sales increase and its impact on the back-to-school shopping season, the rise in overall U.S. housing starts with a decline in total permits, the approval of the franchise group acquisition valued at $2.6 billion, and the increase in spot container rates with variations in Shanghai to New York and Shanghai to Los Angeles rates. According to the National Retail Federation, retail sales in July showed an overall increase compared to both the previous month and the same period last year. However, experts from Circana, formerly known as IRI and the NPD Group, have a different perspective. They argue that despite the positive news about rising retail sales, consumer purchasing is actually declining. Circana's report states that in July 2023, U.S. retail sales revenue, including discretionary general merchandise and consumer packaged goods, increased by 2% compared to the previous year. However, unit sales saw a decline of 2%. Discretionary general merchandise spending continued to decline, with a 4% decrease in dollar sales and a 7% drop in unit sales compared to the previous July. On the other hand, CPG spending remained elevated, with 4% growth in food and beverage and a 3% increase in non-edible revenue. Nevertheless, the impact of increased prices on demand is evident, as unit sales in both edible and non-edible segments fell by 1% and 3% respectively. Marshall Cohen, Chief Retail Industry Advisor for Circana, emphasizes the need for retailers and manufacturers to identify the trigger points that will motivate consumers to start spending, despite challenges and reprioritization in the current economic climate. The decline in discretionary general merchandise spending has continued into the first week of August with a 5% year-over-year decline in sales revenue and an 8% drop in unit sales. Changes in consumer spending behavior have resulted in a delayed start to the back-to-school shopping season. Traditionally, the first week of August is a peak period for back-to-school shopping. However, sales revenue for back-to-school general merchandise has dipped, falling below both last year's levels and pre-pandemic levels from 2019. Cohen notes that consumers are postponing their purchases, which means that a significant portion of back-to-school retail sales will occur after the traditional shopping period. While back-to-school shopping hasn't disappeared entirely, the season will be delayed, with more sales expected in late August, September, and even October. In July, housing starts in the United States saw an increase, reaching a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.45 million units, as reported by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. The growth was primarily led by a substantial rise in single-family starts, which are now higher than they were at the same time the previous year. Conversely, multifamily starts encountered a decrease. The National Association of Home Builders explains that the growth in single-family starts is due to strong demand and a shortage of existing inventory. Yet, builders face obstacles including elevated construction and financing costs, as well as a lack of skilled labor. Alicia Huey, 
chairwoman of the NAHB, recognized that the uptick in single-family starts is partly because homeowners are keeping their current homes to retain low mortgage rates. She stressed that a dip in buyer traffic, partly owing to higher mortgage rates, has been observed in builder sentiment. Huey emphasized the need for stable rates to avoid a housing market slowdown. In the context of permits, there's been a decline compared to the previous year, signifying that builders are cutting back on construction due to rising housing costs. Specifically, multifamily permits have hit their lowest three-month average since December 2020, hinting at a cooling market. To tackle the issue of elevated shelter inflation, which made up the vast majority of the previous month's overall inflation rate, the NAHB's Assistant Vice President for Forecasting and Analysis emphasized the need for policies to enable builders to boost the nation's housing supply. However, in spite of the overall growth in housing starts, the number of single-family units being built is down compared to the previous year, whereas the number of apartments under construction has reached an all-time high. Regionally, on a year-to-date basis, both single-family and multifamily starts have seen considerable decreases across the Northeast, Midwest, South, and West. The management-led acquisition of Franchise Group has reached an important milestone, moving closer to completion on August 17th. The consortium, which includes top 100 retailers, American Freight and Badcock Home Furniture and more, along with lease-to-own retailer Buddy's Home Furnishings, has announced that stockholders have approved all proposals related to the proposed acquisition by CEO Brian Kahn and senior management, with the support of financial backers. With a total value of $2.6 billion, the transaction is being led by Kahn, who has entered a financial partnership with B. Riley Financial and Irradiant Partners. Together, they will acquire a majority stake of 64% in the company's issued and outstanding common stock, not currently held by the management team. Pending the fulfillment of the remaining closing conditions, it is anticipated that the transaction will be finalized early in the week of August 20th. Following the completion of the acquisition, Franchise Group's shares will no longer be traded or listed on the NASDAQ exchange. This latest development marks significant progress in the acquisition process, bringing the management-led buyout one step closer to its conclusion. Spot container rates have been on the rise for six consecutive weeks, reaching a new price for a 40-foot container. These findings come from Drury's World Container Index Tracking Indicator. On the route from Shanghai to New York, spot rates have risen, marking a notable increase over the past six weeks. However, the rates from Shanghai to Los Angeles remain the same as the previous week. It's important to mention that despite the recent growth, spot rates show a significant decline compared to the same week last year. Moreover, rates have dropped drastically from their peak observed in September 2021, but they still remain higher than the pre-pandemic average recorded in 2019. Lately, the pace of increase in spot container rates has decelerated compared to the preceding four weeks. Last week, the rates experienced a more modest rise. This came after a period of growth following consistent declines. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll see you guys at the next one, and don't forget to subscribe.